Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, today, Jenny and I are excited to talk about, it sounds, it sounds weird to say excited to talk about, <laughs> how come we're so exhausted? We both uh, in our work and in our, in our personal lives uh, are coming across many, many people who are just flat out. They're at the edge. They've tipped over the edge. Uh, some people have, have gone into exhaustion and back out again. So we want to talk about, you know, what is exhaustion? Why are we exhausted? And, and maybe some things we can do about it. Well, Sarah, I don't know about other people feeling like that, but I've been feeling like that myself. <laughs> it, it's been a very long 12 months since the arrival of COVID-19. And I think I was tired even before that. And then when the pandemic arrived and we had to make all these big adjustments to our lives and how we did our work and everything was sort of upside down and uncertain and blah, 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 um, it was tiring because just trying to deal with it day by day by day. And a lot of people were also, and I also noticed it myself, I wasn't sleeping very well. I mean, normally I'm a great sleeper. You know, when it's time for me to go to bed, I my head hits the pillow, I'm snuggling down and within a few minutes I'm off and that's it, me done until it's time to wake up. But during the uh, first few months especially, I found I wasn't getting to sleep as quickly. I was waking up more often during the night and I was waking up feeling still a bit tired, if I'm honest. (laughs) And, you know, Christmas came and went and we thought it was all going to be better and, well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but... We're still tired and we're still dealing with this ongoing exhaustion. And it's because we're sort of stuck in this groove of being chronically tired, it's tiring just being there. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, if I think about my life, you know, just personally for a second to go really, really kind of micro on it. 2019, I was traveling like crazy. I think I did like 14 countries. and then I decided I wasn't going to do that in 2020. But in the first six weeks, I did four countries. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to. And uh, and then it was like, bam, you know, like, bam, it stopped. And this week marks. So I had done all of that. And then this week, a year ago, was supposed to be more traveling, going down to London, meeting with people. And all of a sudden, just the back end of last week, a year ago, that all got canceled. Monday, we're at home from work. We're locked. We're in lockdown. uh, Right. And then a year ago, Wednesday, my husband came out to me at 11 o'clock and said, I need to go to bed. I think I think I have covid. Um, And he'd been coughing the night before. And and then I looked at him and he was like white pale in a temperature, send him upstairs call his work. He's in covid. So then I'm sleeping in the children. So it was just like 
that life that we were living before was already kind of turned up to 11, wasn't it? Yes. And and then we had to come home and have this context switching and with children, without children, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone had differing challenges. Um, Relatives with COVID taking care of people. So I really can relate to that because then I was sleeping with the girls and checking on my husband every couple of hours because nobody, he got it so early. Nobody knew what was going on. We had no idea. We thought it would be better in three days. And then when he wasn't, we were worried. Hospitals weren't taking, you know, it was so, so crazy. And then, you know, kind of like I was just talking to my my daughter because I was actually so tired after like two weeks of this that I just laid down on the foot of our bed because I wasn't going near my husband. And I was like, gave myself five minutes on my watch to relax my three-year-old went outside we've got a huge huge hundred 200 meter garden and she'd gone outside so I literally five minutes on that I thought she was getting her boots on in her bedroom she went outside went down the bottom of our garden I woke up we didn't know where she'd gone (laughs) she's she thought I was outside you know it was just so and then and that was how it started right like so if you think about Yes, the world has been on pause, mm. but the, the micro of what everyone has been experiencing, mm. and that's just my little world, yeah. which actually is really good. And I have a great, uh, you know, I had a great job and me and my husband were okay. So yes, I can really understand why people are exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> right? But one of the, the most common things that people talk to me about at the moment is uh, how tired they are. And yeah. it's about, well, what can we be doing differently to regain some of the energy we need to get done what has to be done? Because yeah. we've all got different tasks, we've got different jobs, uh, different agendas to fulfill. So it's about acknowledging our reality, which I think is the first step, because the risk is, especially as us ladies, I mean, I'm not saying that men don't do this either, but as ladies, we tend to sometimes push too hard because we're always thinking about everybody else first. So it's about how is my partner? How are the kids? How are my extended family? How are my friends? How are my colleagues? And, you know, it's always looking out and forgetting that we actually need to take better care of ourselves, especially when we've got to that exhaustion tipping point. Because if we don't, then we are much more likely to fall over into a heap of complete exhaustion. Plus, I think the big issue here is that we we don't always think about how exhaustion weakens our immune system. Oh, yeah. So even though you're not maybe being exposed to as many people because we've been in lockdown and all these other things, if you are unfortunate enough to come into contact with somebody who's got COVID-19 or the flu or any other lurgy that's contagious, when you're in that poor state, you're actually at much higher risk of actually contracting the illness yourself. And of course, you're already weakened because you have got a weak immune system. So you might get it more severely. So it's really important to address this, this chronic fatigue and this overexhaustion, nip it in the bud before it gets too bad, because otherwise we're really putting ourselves at high risk for you know, want of a better explanation. I think that's so important. And it's really critical what you said about recognizing the situation, because I think because we're at home, because we're not 
doing kind of all these other things, I think a lot of people are trying to excuse themselves going, well, I don't have any reason to be, mm. whatever, you know, without mm. really looking at actually what is happening in your life, what's happened yep. to your business, what's happened yes. to your workplace and your environment. And there's all this stuff, you know, losing our community resilience because actually communities and relationships have a positive impact on your immune system. Absolutely. You know, people who have yes. positive working yeah. relationships yeah. are healthier. So we're missing out on all of these, I guess, hidden resources that we had, mm-hmm. yep. that we had and that humans have had. That's um, right. So yeah, really recognizing that is so key. Oh, I think one other thing that I was going to say on that was that because home and that that line of home and work is so blurred mm. we don't have like the commute we don't have the mm. the empty time I saw a really good um, article by a friend of mine yesterday say you know he didn't commute every day but he had when he did go he had a two-hour each way commute and he doesn't wow. miss leaving before his children are awake and getting home after they're asleep but he said once or twice a week actually he got a huge amount done in those bookends of the travel that he now has to try and fit into other times. So yeah. I think we forget we're missing some, some downtime, right? Yes. And then when we're working from home, when do we shut off? Mm. Mm. Right? How yeah. do we, do you just check that email? Someone emails you, do you just respond? Is it, you know, waking up first thing in the morning? Are you, cause it's all together. It is all together. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, Moving forward, as we move into a time where some people will be going back to offices and commuting, other people will be working more or less entirely from home, and some people are doing the hybrid thing, we have to get better at knowing how to define those boundaries because without the boundary of knowing when to start and when to finish, that's when we run a greater risk of pushing for too long because there's nobody tapping you on the shoulder saying I want to lock up you know it's like being the last people in the restaurant <laughs> you please leave now then we just push on because we just think oh yeah and we we justify it to ourselves mm-hmm. or think I do anyway don't know if you do Sarah but I'm always justifying oh just another five ten minutes and my husband knows me too well and he goes yeah right Um, knows it's going to be at least half an hour if not an hour so after a certain period of time you'll you'll be sort of coming in tapping his watch and saying and what time do you call this because (laughs) I've just got lost in the moment and think oh yeah just carry on doing this and it's a nonsense we've just got to be really good at saying enough is enough Mm -hmm. enough is enough and how much is enough we're human beings we have to have a big enough sign tattooed to our foreheads I think saying enough already stop yeah away it's time actually when you're when you're like hyper engaged or when you're super engaged right then it's probably more difficult because you do you go and you get into flow you like what you're doing you're involved in it and you know that's that I, I do the exact same thing you said. That's why I was like, oh, I'm so reassured to know that. Go <laughs> <laughs> into my little office. Yeah. yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah. So how, I guess, how do we recognize when we have hit that point? Or how about before we hit that point? Before, okay, before we hit that point. Flag yes. that, we, that we can think about. Um, yeah. You know, how, can we, how can we do that? How can well, we... I think the first thing is sort of how do you ask yourself how you feel when you wake up? 
Because if you're pressing the snooze button three times and you're needing those matchsticks to prise your eyelids open even to get into the bathroom uh, first thing in the morning, then clearly you're, you're more than tired. That is not normal. And um, so then the question yeah, that's is... such an easy way, isn't it? To, like yeah. you shouldn't feel like that in the morning. Yeah. But so many people run well, like that. We get used to it. We get like, used to it. Yeah. Oh, that's I, really... I, I saw yeah. some um, research that actually came out from Canada and it was being reported there that 54% of people were waking up tired at least four mornings a week. Well, that's awful. That's more than half your week. Waking up, feeling below par, not feeling great, energised, looking forward to the day. So you're, you're starting on the back foot before you've even left the house. That's assuming you can leave the house. So I think it's that that recognition of how you're feeling and saying, okay, this is not great. What is contributing to it and what can I do differently? Because I think there's lots of things we can do to try and address this, but it's just tapping into what's possible and then yeah. doing it. Because <laughs> down further and further into this exhaustion vortex, which is not much fun. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. That's, so, and that's it, right? We all know the right things to do. Yeah. Yeah. The hard part is the hard part is doing it. Doing them. Exactly right. So so yeah. what have you found useful in terms of regaining some energy when you've when you're feeling really overtired? Um I'm very lucky in the other than the the kind of COVID <laughs> months that we had. Yeah. Um I love sleeping and I'm an early bird. Yes. Um so for me, actually, that's the number one thing that I can do is 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 focus on sleep because um, I do, I just am not someone who can function on low sleep. I lose my, you know, you heard I lose my children when I <laughs> in my own yard. <laughs> Whoopsies! But the thing that I I um, I guess there's two things. One is kind of based on um, my friends over at the Happy Startup School. They've got this great idea about your needs. So understanding your needs, which gives you kind of permission. And, I, and I'm a big fan of kind of like, I know that when you're working a lot, you're high high up in an organization, you have to make tons of decisions or or even just in a regular job where you have to make lots of decisions all day, you only have a finite amount of kind of executive function, right? And so how can you make it easier for yourself to choose the right things yes. uh, or say no to things instead of just defaulting to yes or defaulting to doing things that aren't good for us, like having mm. that glass of wine or whatever. So yeah. I like to use the defining your needs that as the happy startup school guys do to think about what are the needs that are important to you so that you then don't have to think about making a decision. You can go, right, what are my top needs? Yep. You know, what's, what do I need to be met to be sustained and to thrive? And then when you have to make a decision, all you need to do is go, does it meet these things? No, no. And, you know, you don't actually have to make the decision. You've given yes. yourself a framework yes. for decision making. Yes. Yes. So I like that. Um, cause actually I'm quite lazy at heart. You know, I like having things that make decisions for me. <laughs> um, and then the other one to do for me is what are the things that sustain you? You know, is, mm. it, is it going to bed early? Is it going for a walk? Is it 
um, playing with your children? Is it painting models? Is it playing with your dog? You know, so if you then have a list of the things you know that pour from your your jug of water, right? Your cup is empty, but you do have a jug of water over here, as our colleague Oren says, that you can fill your cup back up. So if yes. you can make yourself a list of those things, then again, you don't have to go, oh, what am I going to do? And then and then you can't choose. Mm. Your executive function is it's mm. gone to bed. <laughs> so those are my two things, you know, and I think I like to think of those as like the healthy snacks for your brain, right? Yeah, so when, right. when you're dieting, yeah. if you've got if you've got healthy snacks, you don't have to think about choosing what to eat. You can just eat them. Right. Yes. And so it's yeah. the exact same principle is how can you support yourself? And for me, it's always later in the day. I don't know how it is for everybody else, but by the time post post three o'clock, I make terrible decisions. <laughs> So don't, if I don't, don't make yeah. it essentially life-changing after 3 p.m. <laughs> um, so those are those are my pieces that kind of that help me um to do that. What about you? What are your kind of what are the best things from your perspective? Well, I'm I'm with you. Um I look for those things which enable me to function at my best. Um, and to make sure that I'm actually doing them and I'm with you on the sleep. That's my number one go-to. If I haven't had enough sleep, look out. <laughs> I'm probably not the nicest person to be around, if I'm really honest. <laughs> Some people would say I'm less lovable. I can't imagine that. But anyway, <laughs> um, because it does make us more irritable and grumpy, and that actually adds to that sense of fatigue. And I, I think you're right in that if we've actually pre-thought through what are the things that actually sustain us and, and give us that little burst of energy? Then if we've printed off that list and we've got it handy that we can actually see it, that even sort of takes away that effort of where did I put that list of stuff? Because, you know, it's, you know, the blue tag is stuck on the top of your, your computer. Or wherever you stuck it. It. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's really helpful to do something like that. Because the, the thing is, the more tired we get, the worse we get at making those decisions, whether they're life-changing or smaller decisions. And also we lose sight of what's actually really important and relevant to be thinking about and what mm. is less relevant. Everything becomes the same. Um, oh, that's interesting. So, so in order to do better, it's about sort of getting rid of, it's, it's about going to your, your diary and your schedule and saying, okay, be honest here. What is actually really important? If I've got to choose three things, what are the important things that have to stay, that have to be done? And how can I cross everything else off? Amazing. Because especially when you get to that point of I'm just about at the edge, um, this is the time to do what I call a graceful retreat. where mm, like <laughs> Because I'm very good, because I get so excited about the prospect of meeting people and doing different things with different groups I I take on probably too much and I know I'm guilty of doing that and then if I carry on and carry on and carry on then I'm getting more and more tired which means I'm not actually at my best shiny self and I'm starting to sort of get to that stage of oh how much longer can I keep going for and that's the time when I think okay stop breathe mm -hmm. get the red pen out what can you not go to what can you gracefully say, I'm terribly sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it this week. Can we re, 
um, schedule for two weeks time or something like that, just to give yourself a little bit of breathing space. Because sometimes just doing that helps you to think, oh, yeah, I've got this sorted now. And, and that also gives you that sense of control back. Because mm-hmm. the, the worst thing about feeling really exhausted is that everything else seems to be taking charge and controlling you rather than you being in control of your life. So that's that's probably what I would suggest. I really love that. Graceful retreat. I'm going to hang on. <laughs> that's going up on my, my office board. <laughs> we do we feel guilty we feel like we're letting people down don't we we do Um, we we can let ourselves down by failing to take notice of when we are too tired yeah so if if you think about it if you've got acute appendicitis and you're in hospital and you're on the operating table which do you want somebody who is bright-eyed because they've now, had a great night's sleep, they've had a rest, they've had lunch, they've been to the toilet. Do you want them to operate on you? Or do you want somebody who's been working terribly hard, hasn't seen home for about three days, and is beyond exhausted? Because I know which one I'd rather choose. Yeah. Mm. That's so such think a- about it like that. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's let's reconfigure what we can do differently here. Mm. Oh, that's that's such a great way to look at it. And just to give yourself that permission to just stop, stop and breathe, stop and breathe. Yes. Think. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we, okay. uh, we hope that you are all uh, not feeling exhausted, but if you are, we hope that a couple of these might resonate with you, might give you some tools to, to slow down, to take a bit of a break, to understand that, you know, now is there's no time like the present to take care of yourself absolutely and please don't feel guilty if you are feeling exhausted because every other man and his dog is currently feeling exhausted too so you're definitely not alone but we don't have to put up with it I think that's the big message too um because you are feeling exhausted don't just accept it let's do something about it and reclaim our energy thank you so much for joining us everybody and we'll see you again next time bye for now Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy and thrive in whatever you do.